This week on Not Sauce for Work, my co-host Graphite Duke and I are joined by producer Eagle Master Control as we discuss scissors, flip phones, OJ Simpson's lack of game, and I finally get baited into a LeBron versus MJ debate. Stay tuned as we react to one wide receiver's drip overshadowing the return of another, and we torture Duke about his Raiders fandom. We get into all these topics <laughs> and more on this episode of Not Sauce for Work on the Hot Sauce Sports Podcast Network. Welcome everyone, you are watching and perhaps listening to Not Sauce for Work. Uh, Terry's out, Duke joins me as well as Eagle. Um, Duke, how's it going, man? Not bad, dude. I eat soup and I'm not wearing pants. It's the best day ever. That is, that is the best day ever. Although, if you spill the soup on your bare legs, that's the worst day ever. <laughs> but who does that? <laughs> No one in this room. Has that ever happened? Yes, to me, several times. Yeah. Also, Duke, yeah. you seem like a clumsy guy. I totally see you spilling soup on yourself. Nah, I'm not a clumsy guy. I have a. a I have a lot of pro- I have a lot of problems, but clumsiness is not my thing. I'm actually clumsy. I got sheer hands, man. I'm, which is weird because like you handle knives on a regular basis. Yeah, handle, but <laughs> I'll never cut myself. Uh, I'll never like I'll very rarely make a drop in like you know football or whatever. But. Um, the other day, I was carrying a drip, uh, the drip tray from my coffee machine to empty into my sink, which is like, you know, 15 steps away. I made it 14 and a half steps and then dropped it all over my cabinets. Uh, there was just like a watery coffee residue everywhere. I had to clean it. It was pretty That's bad. the worst. It's pretty bad. My wife was not happy. Um, but I want to start at a, a specific place today as uh, I did something for the first time since the COVID lockdown uh, today. I went to the dentist. I uh, I went before my wedding, uh, went on my honeymoon, said when I come when I get back, I'm going to book a dental appointment. And then the world shut down. They're just called appointments, by the way. Okay. Well, yeah. I was resetting that it was with the dentist for those who were not paying attention. Um, it's called podcasting, Eagle. Look it up. Um, and it's so, called storytelling, man. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now you force me to spend more time away from it, so I got to remind people that this is about the dentist. Um, so I said I was going to make an appointment, and then the world shut down two days later, so I wasn't able to. Um, so th- then, of course, because of the new protocols and so on, it takes months and months and months to get an appointment. Finally, did it, and I have to get two wisdom teeth pulled. And I that's not that bad, actually. All bad. things considered, no, because no, you could have like cavities and need like a bridge no, and a no, crown, no, I, and yeah. I, I, I take really good care of my teeth and um, have a water flosser and all this stuff. And actually... Remember when you were drinking all that grapefruit water? Yeah. Good thing my enamel's fine. Um, but Eagle's wife, uh, or girlfriend rather, who's a... Uh, I just call her my wife anyways. Yeah. She's a, she's a dental assistant. And I don't know if you know this, Duke, but she checked my mouth at a recent wedding that we were at. Uh, we were both several drinks in at the time. She told me the wisdom tooth wouldn't be that much of a problem, that much of a problem and the dentist uh, agreed. So... Um, I was but you're not the, feeling any pain. You, you're no not pain. feeling any pain or anything. I have no pain. Uh, so why would you why why would you get your wisdom teeth removed if you're not feeling any pain? So the bottom one is broken. 
So stuff's going to get stuck oh. inside. The top and then one it can get infected, yeah. and then yeah. it becomes a problem. The, the top one has shifted, so everything gets stuck between the wisdom tooth and the last tooth, which will cause cavities. Which again, you're going to have to get it pulled. Because and it's, it will be it's unpleasant. Like I, it's actually improved my flossing because I now have to floss eight times a day because of that. Because there's always something that gets stuck in it. Um, but yeah, so I'll so, I'll say something. Um, I'll say something that my when I had to get my wisdom teeth removed, it was the most awful experience. The dentist had to put his uh, knee on my chest and pull and pull and pull and pull, and, pull. and it, it was literally a four-hour thing. It was awful. So I, 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 I really that. hope it's not like that, and I doubt it's going to be that way. Yeah. So what my, was your dentist? Your dad or something? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was pops. Pops's pigs. Your yeah. wisdom teeth. Um, exactly. It's just some random guy in the street just fucking ripping him yeah, out. Twenty bucks a tooth. <laughs> I uh, I honestly had that memory of just your your you had like a week long recovery it was terrible, and because of fucked. that, I've always been scared to pull my wisdom teeth. And what he told me with uh, our dentist, who we actually all know um, in this in this uh, in this chat, of course, uh, we all know this dude. He assured me he's like, no, no, I think yours will be pretty easy to pull. Like it's they're all they're fully grown out, so it's just extraction. You have to like open them and break them. Like so, it should be okay. Um, so looking forward to that, but I, I was asking the question that, um, I got a questionnaire that I had to fill out cause it's the first time I go to the specific dentist. That's my previous one retired. And I, uh, uh, and I just fill out, I fill out the form. I said, you know, um, it asks a bunch of questions. One of the questions is, are you afraid of the dentist? And I was thinking like, as an what? adult, are you afraid of the dentist? It, it's possible. Like my father, okay. when he first got insurance, because he uh, he basically was you know working jobs here and there. Eventually, he got a university degree, went to work for a company, and he had dental included in his coverage. So he's like, okay, great, I'm gonna go see a dentist, take advantage of it, and whatever it is. Goes to the dentist the first time. Apparently, his mouth had problems left, right, and center. He's like, okay, we're gonna pull this, we're gonna inject that, we're gonna do this, whatever it is. If it's the first time you go see a dentist and he tells you like we're gonna basically do an entire reconstruction of your mouth. You're like, no fucking way. I'm leaving this place, right? Yeah, that's and horrifying. And he never went back. He never went to a dentist ever again from that point onwards. So I can understand <laughs> why if, you, go, if you're like, he, by now it's too late, right? That was like My 50 God, years yeah. ago, if not more. So I can understand like the phobia of a dentist. Like you had a bad experience. You're, you you go, but you don't like going and the whole thing. Wait, so. What's your dad's plan for when his teeth just start falling out of his mouth at random events? Nah, man. It just I mean, comes professionally, out, man. he's a structural done? engineer, so he's just going to put a bunch of cement on them. <laughs> yeah, that's I guess it. That's I mean, scary. put some toothpicks in there. I guess you he know, kind of already did with all the, the gunk that's accumulated in there, right? Yeah, so. yeah. it's <laughs> compacted sugar. Um, yeah, so I'm hoping just uh, to- just just 3D print some uh, some teeth, you know. I'm wondering though, like, are there like other than your dad, are there adults who would actually admit to like phobia of the dentist? I'm sure there are. It's a thing. Yeah, okay. I'm sure, man. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm just curious about people that. are weak as hell. People are soft people as hell. Are scared right now. of a lot of weird shit. Like there is dental phobia. It's an actual thing. Well, do do, do we go into your uh, one weird one weird fear? I mean, no weird we don't have to because I feel like we. Yeah, it's drinks. I don't know if we've done it on the show. all clowns. Sorry? Clowns are the most fucked up part. Clowns, clowns definitely, are. but... Uh, but drinks. Are you, are clowns you will be number one and number two. Do? Are you actually afraid of them? Clowns are, clowns are burying the lead. Um, I, I don't... I, you're, you asked me You asked me a question, yeah. and the answer is, I don't fuck with them. I yeah. do not fuck with clowns. Factual. But, but, you, but you, missed, you missed Duke's biggest, bigger fear, which you, you, you sort of jumped on the, second, the secondary one. His biggest fear is actually drains. 
Yeah, uh, like I don't. You're scared of like what? I don't step like on sewers. In... Um, I've I've gotten better at it because uh, I mean, owning a house, it's kind of like you can't <laughs> really impossible. have phobias because it's impossible. You don't have to deal with it. Like I've had to deal with bees. I've had to deal with with with, with a whole bunch of bullshit. But yeah, dry, I just don't like them, man. I fuck drains. Whoever but like when you drains, when you shower, do you like stand away from the middle? Yes. Um, it's a great question. Um, if I find myself stepping on it, I, uh, I shiver, man. I, I, I shiver. I, I cry a little, you know, uh, when we're kids, normal, normal dude stuff. When we were kids, Duke, uh, used to have a pair of scissors by the bathtub and that those scissors were used to go get the, the, the cork. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Duke, true or false? Yeah. <laughs> no, so it's, we, it's, it's, it's true, man. It's true. We are balls deep into the NFL season. We have a ton of yeah. uh, NFL, NBA, um, and some wild stories, as always. So it's about time we get to the news. Ah, Terry is the news. Um, Love it. The, the first thing, the first Miss thing it. I wanted to start with was um, we. The world was treated to a Sunday night football game between the Raiders and the Chiefs. Um, treated horrible. is that the word? Well, we were treated to the Chiefs returning to looking like an exciting offense, and we were treated to uh, the wheels finally falling off the the Las Vegas Raiders because of just not even like. The things that you would expect to happen on the field, but all the offseason stuff that we've talked about, show in and show out. Um, yet, the one thing that did happen on the field caught my attention um, as something was found on the field. Eagle, play the video. It gives him a chance to block down and make a play. I have no idea what we just saw. I don't either. He just walked across. Quentin Jefferson just walked across the line. Looked like he threw a spoon off the field or something. <laughs> no, nah, it's a fork. It's not a spoon. It's a fork. Confirmed. It's a fork. It's a. It's a. Maybe a fork. Perhaps it's a fork. I've what never seen it? this. There we go. Hold on. Just hold on a minute. And don't snap the ball. Look. What is that? Scissors? I don't know what it was, but it might have been scissors. It gives him a uh, chance. So the, the early reports were scissors, as you heard, Eagle. Uh, Duke, but you, you know it's a fork? Yeah, it's a fork. It's been confirmed it's a fork. Uh, we're not, we don't really know exactly what happened. You know, my, my, uh, my initial reaction was I think it might have been like, you know, some dude that was working on the field. Uh, just ate his lunch, had the fork in his pocket, and it fell out. Because uh, oh, I, I don't think anyone would be able to rifle a fork from the stands you know, to the field. I just don't think that that's possible. <laughs> I don't I think it's just, aerodynamic enough. I was just thinking that it's got to be Andy Reid left it behind. He was eating on the field. Yeah. Um, and I'm allowed to yeah. make that joke because fat guy right here. So um, um, so can we talk a bit about the game or do you want to just jump straight into Deshaun Jackson because there's a lot I have to say about this. <laughs> we'll, we'll start with the game and then we'll lead into the next clip which has to do with Deshaun Jackson. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to go too much off of this. I, I honestly think that anyone... That, that saw that line at the beginning of the week, uh, the fact that the Raiders were a three-point favorite, 3.5 favorite. I mean, to think that they would win this game, I mean, I, I did not think from the beginning of the season, I didn't think that the Chiefs were going to have, I, I, didn't, I didn't expect them to have as bad of a start as they did, but I didn't expect them to be out of it. 
The mm-hmm. FC is, has been a complete mess. And it's also been a really fun mess at the same time. Um, and, you know, Raiders and Chiefs has always been a weird kind of matchup. Like, it's always been a 50-50 split throughout the season. You always have one game where either the Chiefs or the Raiders blow, one each, blow each other out. And then the other game is, you know, it's won by the opposing team. It always ends up being a split. Um, that being said, man, there's just been so much going on in the offseason and, and even leading into this, into the season now that, um, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Like the, it's, it's, it's tough to maintain, uh, to maintain good football when you have so much crap going on in, in, in the, in the background. And I think this week we just saw, you know, look, uh, the game started off great, but there were a lot of injuries. Um, they're out of, they're running out of cornerbacks cause they had to cut a guy cause he was waving a gun on a camera. So, you know, I, I, I don't think the Raiders are out of it. I still think that the AFC is wide open. Um, there's a lot of things that can happen. But that being said, uh, to think that to, – to discount the Chiefs after a couple of games in an extended season is crazy to me. But so that's the thing is uh, you can say the AFC is wide open, but the thing is is that there's a lot of teams that do exactly what the Chiefs had lost. They, they lost like these, these one-score games. Uh, but you have teams like the Dolphins who will win uh, a one-score game uh, now and again. Um, the Titans who have the best record where we all see the flaws. But yet, like, you know, the Chiefs are a team we know is, is quanti- quantifiably good. We expect the Chargers to be better at some point. Like, the season's long. Yeah. Uh, I think at the end of the season, guys like Mahomes, guys like Herbert uh, are going to have more better weeks than not. Whereas... The Raiders but there's something be off. kind of this there's, middle there's of the pack that, team? Yeah. I thought you said more better, and I was like, well, we don't, we, no, yeah. more better weeks. Yeah, they'll have more <laughs> we, better weeks. I, I, I don't, I don't want to – I think that we all should be careful about rushing, rushing the judgment about any team because if there's anything that this season has proven is that there's just a lot of things we're not expecting. I did not expect Brady to lose to the Washington Redskins this, uh, this past week. I didn't expect the Bills to lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. So, I mean, I, I'm not, I still think that this is not going to end well for the Raiders. I think that they, they started the season really well, and there's a lot going on. That being said, there's still a lot of football left to be played, and anything can really happen. This has to be one of the weirdest seasons I've ever seen in my life. Well, I mean, I, I can't I think, even imagine it. I think the season can be encapsulated in one video. Um, Eagle, please bring it up. Do it. From the 43. Yeah, this is this has to be the most oh, Deshaun Jackson. Keeps his eyes downfield, throws caught 20-yard line. Deshaun Jackson and he loses the ball at the 14-yard line. So he makes his first catch as a Raider. Coughs it up. And that was Richard Fenton who dislodged it. Um, I don't think Richard Fenton dislodges so much as uh Deshaun was confused and then seems to throw it at the face. Of a Kansas City Chief. Yeah, it's it's a, it's it's a, it's a really strange play. I'm still trying. It still boggles my mind. I, I it's I mean just a, another example of how the Raiders have embarrassed me my whole life. But that being said, I mean if you think about that play, if he runs forward and not backward, it's a close game. It's a 24-21. Yeah, well, it changes you know, the game. Absolutely. Like absolutely. So when I look about look look at that game, I did not think that the Raiders were totally out of it. I just think they sustained so many injuries in that game, and that's one thing that that we never that we never think about. We always look at the score. We never think about, hey, you know, like in one game, five six players got injured. You're dealing with a coach that's a bigot that's suing the NFL, which we're getting to. 
and uh, you know they've had to release a player a player because of uh, some crap that he posted online and another guy for 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 killing somebody so it's just yeah. it's 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 got to be one of the weirdest seasons i've ever experienced you know what i don't see when i'm watching the raiders people knocking on wood cuz nobody's with john gruden nice nice um yeah the the uh... yeah yeah <laughs> so Eagle, I got a question for you. Um, at what age will will the following happen? Uh, Deshaun Jackson can't get behind everyone on the secondary. I mean, it's already kind of happening. But he's well, done. He no, got, but nobody he's got done open. this before. <laughs> like he got no, open. But he, no, but he. No, Deshaun, Deshaun Jackson has done yeah. this kind of bullshit before. This well, is not it, the first time. So the, I was going to say, when he, when he drops the ball with thing. Philly and everything at so, the one-yard line. But yes, that was my, that was my right question for Duke. Line, yeah. My question for Duke is, does this does the uh, disorientation, kind of like J.R. Smith uh, running the wrong way in an NBA Finals game, uh, does this does this take uh, precedent over Deshaun Jackson leaving the ball at the one-yard line, I believe, twice in his career? Yeah, I, I'm telling you, there's something, and and it's crazy because Deshaun Jackson has blazing speed, mm-hmm. but for some reason, there's like this mental block when he gets to the end zone. It's almost like he he gets too excited and he wants to do too much. He just had to run forward. I never thought I'd say this, but I actually miss Rugs, and I hope he I hope he rots in hell. But yeah. um, I miss him just for just for the the idea that he doesn't panic when he sees an end zone. And I never thought I'd, I'd say that about well, it. Maybe that's it. Maybe like Deshaun Jackson. Jackson has a phobia of running uncontested into an end zone. <laughs> at, at one point, yeah. at one, I thought yeah, you at one point during the game, Duke, where they said in the broadcast, and this made me switch to the Manning cast, um, where they said um, Zay Jones is now the speed threat in the Raiders. And I was like, oh, God. Like, Zay Jones is a nice receiver. Well, he's fast. He's not that fast. He's, fast. he's, he's like Jarvis Landry he fast. fast. Like, he cuts quick. He cuts quick. He gets in and out of breaks, but he—he's a route runner. He's not like a—he's not Deshaun Jackson. He's how not do you how, how do you know that? You've seen you uh, how many plays have you seen? I was Z super, Jones has literally ran ten routes in his whole. Oh, career. I was I was. Super, I'm gonna get his forty time up. I was super excited by him um, when he was in, I believe, what's that? Eastern Michigan. He ran a four four. Yeah, but he not four. Ran three. a four four. Like like Ruggs is a, like a sub four three guy. A four four. It's still super fast. It's, it's fast. It's fast. I'm Absolutely. pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's the same time as, as Ruggs. But it doesn't really matter. The point is, yeah. Either way, it's it's not it's not so much about 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 having one specific player to be the the deep threat. Uh, honestly, I I I just think that the fact that their whole offense was reliant on having a deep threat. I mean, I get it, but you have to be able to adapt. Sorry, I you saw him play. I saw I saw Zay Jones play at East Carolina because his last year he was putting up like stupid numbers, and I wanted the Dolphins to draft him, uh, so that's why I remember Zay Jones specifically. And he was it was and like uh, also style. you're you are right you are right. Rugs ran at four point two six. Yeah, he's not he was so, not ten speed. He was not ten speed. Which so, so he uh, also drives as fast. So yeah, maybe that's why. Um, so the 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 lawsuit that that is currently happening though for the Raiders as as Rugs awaits his. Uh, his fate. Um, John Gruden is now suing the NFL um, because uh, there is more uh, that lies beneath. Uh, he, it feels as though he felt targeted by the NFL in a way to bury their own uh, their own ghosts. And uh, do you see this, though, Duke, as 
John Gruden wanting to push Discovery to show that other people were guilty? Or is this him trying to maximize as much money as he can get out of the NFL? Duke, before you answer that, just to read it out. So the lawsuit yep. uh, alleges and accuses the league and Goodell of engaging in, quote, a malicious and orchestrated campaign against Gruden, alleging that officials intentionally leaked the emails during the middle of the Raiders season to inflict maximum damage on Gruden and his team. Right. Um, so I think that both points are completely valid. I do believe that he is trying to maximize the amount of value he can get out of this because, number one, NFL has zero intention about letting this go any further. And they and they clearly don't want any of this information to get out in, in, into the public. Uh, they don't want any more emails or, or text messages to be out. He's clearly a scapegoat. Um, that being said, I mean – it's, it must be really hard for him to admit that he was wrong. It must be really hard for him to admit that he's a terrible person. I mean, when, when, I, when I heard about this lawsuit, I told myself a couple of things. I said, you know what? He, he should, if he's doing this to release more information about the case and to, and to bring uh, knowledge to the public about what really happened, that's one thing I agree with that. But if you're doing this for profit, if you're doing this because you, you want to be right, I don't think that's the right step. I mean, he's clearly wrong about this. He will never be vindicated for what he did, um, and he is absolutely looking for maximum profit because the NFL has zero intention about letting all this loose. You know, remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about whether or not he was going to go ahead and try and pursue this legally, depending on if he gets the payout or not, and then the book deal and the whole stuff. Basically, this kind of shows that whatever agreement or settlement they're kind of coming to isn't hitting what he wanted out of this yeah. and is using the pressure yeah. of disclosure and basically a discovery for them to have to release these emails for the NFL to say, you know what? We can't go through with this trial because the moment this goes out, we're dead. Right? So, yeah. And he knows that. He knows but there's going to be something in there. So, and, and, and look, the NFL... The NFL is obviously one of the bad guys here because we know that they're they're hiding information. We know some of the stuff that went on based on just simply the rec the reporting of uh, the Washington Post, which is one of the most reputable uh, newspapers still around. Um, the next thing, though, also some of the witnesses who have basically uh, yeah. come out publicly saying we told them a bunch of stuff and yeah. they don't like, and, they don't want to release it, and they put right? their names to it as well, which is which is rare in these cases. Yeah. But the other the other thing, am I the only one reading this and being like? My God, the racist is going to get paid. He's going to get rewarded. Extra He's going to get rewarded, yeah, because absolutely. of his racism and because of his but hatred also, and bigotry. But he will. That's insane. I, I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna no, throw this out not, there though. He's not. No, he's not. Sorry, he's not. He's not getting paid for his racist and bigotry. He's getting paid because he is being terminated for something that did not happen when he got employed by the Raiders. Oh, but regardless of what we feel, no, but regardless of what we feel about it. Clearly, agents and lawyers are going to get involved, and they all want to get their payout. And you know, we all agree that he was wrong in what he did, but he does have grounds for suing. So, the firstly, NFL. See, yeah, firstly, so th there's potential no. clauses in contracts no. that wait, say wait, like, wait, wait, wait. guys, a lot he, of guys, he resigned. He was not fired. He resigned from the Raiders. So he quit his job, regardless of when this happened. And I would say that there's a case to be made that if this comes out, it's still a league partner. You're you're still you could still pursue to fire with cause. I, uh, of course, probably right on that uh, contract detriment. His lawyers, to the club. His, there we go. I, I also I also think that you're giving a lot of you're, you're giving a lot of credit to Mark Davis and to the contract that he signed. I do believe that when they hired uh, John Gruden, they gave him every single thing he wanted. 
there was I, I honestly don't even think there was a negotiation involved. I think that I, I, I would I, I highly doubt there were, that there were even clauses in the contract that, that even dictated morality. You know, I mean, the infatuation with John Gruden when the Raiders were moving to Vegas, I mean, it was intense. Uh, everybody in the organization, every fan wanted Gruden back because of the feel good times. So, I mean, I agree with you guys. I think you're right. And I do think that that there was absolute reason to, 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 to get rid of him. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some holes in that contract because they yeah. gave him 10 well, years, $100 we'll million. Dollars, they bent over backwards for that guy. We'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Again, I hope. I yeah. on a personal level, I hope that it forces discovery because there are people whose voices need to be heard. Last thing on this, just quickly here, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but do we actually have proof or any type of indication that whether or not you think he's a racist, a sexist, all well, this stuff he, he's been tagging he in, he thinks that because he wrote those things. Clearly, <laughs> yeah. So, and he has no Can you actually? Can you actually pinpoint? something he's done as uh, a coach as in charge of the Raiders that would indicate that his views impacted his decision making as a coach. I think that's that's another no. portion well, here which no is like there. like it basically you can think he's an asshole, you can think he's a racist, but if it doesn't affect your job, I is disagree. it really contract uh, detrimental to I, the club? I, I, right? I, it absolutely is because you have black players, because you have gay players. But you're letting, them, you're letting them play, you're giving them the same I, chances. I understand, but, you but, know but, what I mean? but but they have to look at the job. I agree. The job is to be a leader. And if they can't respect you, if they can't see you as a leader, then I'm sorry, you haven't done your job. That is behavior detrimental to the team. Agreed. You know, like uh, I, they have if kicking they a have seventy-five foot, if, if kicking a seventy-five yard field goal is firing with cause, then I think this is firing with cause as well. There's a lot of players had come out and support him in in all that. Not Carl Nassim, but that that doesn't so that, make it okay. That it, it takes no, one it player to be to be unhappy. Like like no, but I I understand, but I'm responding to what you said and and what Eagle said that. Um, there is, there was some support for him, uh, but I also think that part of that support is just a shock of losing somebody yeah. that's close to you, that that's been coaching you, that you didn't really know about this until when it happened. So, man, but this the season thing, needs to end. But, but, but I, it's, the other, it's just a god worst season ever for a Raiders fan. I'm telling the, you right now. Again, Eagles' question is: is can you make a case that it's detrimental to the club? One way you can also say is. Can he recruit other players who or who are minorities, or will they hold it against them? Can he recruit other players who have different sexual orientation who might hold it against them? Because I hate to say it, guys, Carl Nassib ain't the only gay player in the NFL, and he's not the first gay player in the NFL, and he ain't. The last he's uh, yeah, I agree with you guys. I still think he's going to get paid out. Um, the NFL just does not want to have to do anything yeah, more with this. They just want to pay and get out, you know. Yeah. So we'll move on to to Monday Night Football, um, and of course. The story was one shining example of one prima donna wide receiver. Let's have a look right here. Oh, you gotta give me a little more time than that. I, I spoke so slowly, and you knew I was going to the next topic. I know, I know, I know. So what are you doing? Well, I'm. Are you just staring into my eyes? Are you just looking at me? Loving I see cubes. Debo I see Samuel. back on my, on my thing. Okay, we're just giving cubes. Okay. Debo Samuel wearing the biggest chain. Of course, in the game between the Raiders and the 49ers, it's the uh, it's the the only wide receiver story of the night. Of course, we'll talk about the other one later. Uh, but I saw that and I was like, "Yo, Debo had a night," and we've seen all these iterations. Forty Niners Rams, by the way. Sorry, Forty Niners Rams. You said Raiders. You said Raiders for Oh my mistake. Forty uh, Niners Rams. Rams. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no and worries. so so uh, I, I I like 
so I, we were talking about uh, Marshmallow and Dead Dead Mouth Five yeah. in our uh, in our uh, you know chat between us and uh, for for uh, the staff of our uh, of uh, Hot Sauce Sports. And you said Eagle that you know imitation's one thing if it's done well. I think this is the best version of the turnover I've chain I've seen since the original. Would this you guys is pretty good on? Would you guys agree? Who made this for him too? Like, is this like you, you don't get this on Etsy, right? Like, you hire <laughs> I would have mentioned not. <laughs> I have a bit of a controversial opinion about this. I'm uh, kind of tired. I'm kind of tired with the turn, turnover chain. <laughs> You're tired with it's joy been, and happiness. Uh, too many teams, man. I, I, it was it was great. It was it was great the first time it came out, and I still think that's the original one. And they should. Well, they're also a terrible team, so they don't. Yeah, they, 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 they never get to show it anymore, dude. Which they can. No. But I mean, there's been like a lot of teams that have been replicating it. That being said, sick ass chain, love it. Yeah. Dude, uh, so I'm not a graphic designer like you. I there's something about the Niners jersey. I don't know if it's like the shadowing on the numbers. I find it looks super sick. Do, am I just a child of the '90s, or do they actually? Uh, no, I, I think you're right. I I absolutely love the fact that they brought back the '90s style. Uh, it's not my favorite 49ers jersey, but I love the shadowing behind it. That being said, I've spoken to a lot of people that don't like it. Um, you know, that, that shadowing effect on the numbers is something that, I mean, for, for guys like us from our generation, it's nostalgic to us, you know? So, uh, I love it. I, I think, I think it's classic. Have you, did you see the, uh, the giants are going to go all white on, uh, on Monday night for, they're going to bring out the color rush Jersey. I'm excited for that one. There's, there's not, there's not a uh, color of Jersey that uh, speaks to Wellington Mara's sensibility. Uh, the the past Wellington Marisol sensibility uh, <laughs> no, as it always like. does. Um, the OBJ <laughs> played his first game with the Rams. It's kind of what we expected, getting acclimated. Uh, but here's a moment that he yeah. had before the game, uh, and it was caught on tape. Hopefully, this was enough time for Eagle to get the video. There we go. So. Like people get annoyed by OBJ, I actually I feel like I feel like he's just a dude who likes to mess around and have fun, and I'm with it. I like it. Three targets, two receptions, like somebody, 18 yards in that game. Yeah. Well, but he's he was only he on also, like he, like 20 percent of the time. He also seems like the kind of person that is fun to have around your team when you're winning, but so terrible to have on your team when you're losing. Well, you know, it's look, just it just I feel like no the, two ways about it. So I think. I think that um, there's not a, there's not necessarily a ton of NFL fans who are big NBA fans the way I am, um, or you're Dude, stupid, there's so many players there's so many players that played with him that find him super annoying. But there's many there are, like whether it was said, the Duke, Giants or the Browns. But, but like, like you said about the whole Gruden thing, there also are many who defended him, right? Like Jarvis Landry, like Eli Manning, um, like. Uh, a lot of the guys on the Giants team who said they were friends with him at the time of the first trade. But my, my point in that is that are people annoyed with the whole forcing his way out of Cleveland just because like they're just not used to the NFL the same way we see it happen in the NBA literally every season, whether it's uh, AD forcing his way to Lakers. Oh, I don't think it was annoyance. I think that Browns fans were relieved. I mean that offense. No, no, but I mean, I mean, I mean not Browns fans. Yeah. I don't mean Browns. I mean as a national narrative. I mean, people, na- like, yeah, national narrative. Because yeah. he hasn't done anything criminal or or anything really that would indicate until until his dad posted the video that he's quote unquote a bad teammate. Um, th- but what were, are you asking? What are you asking? M- my question is for the national narrative: Are people bothered 
by the antics of a guy trying to force his way out because in the NFL Absolutely. we just don't 100%. see it. But the, is it because in the NFL we don't see it that often, whereas like the NBA, that's just the way you do business? Well, no, but there's NBA fans that are completely annoyed with, with LeBron. They're annoyed with Ben Simmons. They're annoyed with they're But it happens every season and it works too. every time. It works every but they're, time. They're, but, they're, but yes, I understand. But your question is, it, it, what is, are people annoyed with the narrative of that? And the fact is that fans will always react like fans. We Generally speaking, most fans don't like hearing a player that's disgruntled, getting paid a lot of money, whether, whether me or you agree with it or not, because I really... I'm like you. I believe that it's their choice. It's their free. It should be their freedom to decide where they want to go. Yeah. That being said, I can understand a fan that works works their, their their tail off every week, makes barely anything, and then you got this. You got a player that's not happy, you know, and not trying to adapt to the team that he's playing for, and getting paid a lot of money to do but to, that, to, that to, same, to work as kind of a job. My defense is always that that fan would leave that job for better conditions to go to another job. But they're fans. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm aware. That's, I'm the aware. Way, that, that's the way. That's the way fans think, and it's. And I, I agree. Believe me, I'm in complete agreement with you. I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, I, I'm not going to go all Kaepernick and stuff, but the idea that a player gets drafted into a team doesn't have, you know, the, 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 the you know, the freedom, the career freedom to choose which team to go to already bothers me. But that being said, I mean, yeah, it's, it's not just, it's, it's not just with them. Look at, look at the kind of heat that Ben Simmons is getting. I mean, the amount of the, the amount of, of vitriol that 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 he that 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 he's getting right now from fans that are saying like, "What you don't want to learn how to shoot a three pointer?" As if he's not trying. <laughs> well, and 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 then anyway. you know, like the the Jason Kelsey reaction to that is, if you play better, well, he was all NBA, he was all all defensive NBA last season. Uh, nobody set up more open yeah. three pointers than Ben Simmons. Like he's just a traditional point guard, and we forgot that that's what yeah. ruled the eighties. By the way, uh, it's just I, not I, common yeah. in today's game. I, I love I love hearing that from Jason Jason Kelsey uh, playing on an irrelevant team that keeps losing every week. But hey, yeah. I mean, it's all about winning, right? Um, DK Metcalf tried to get his team uh, back uh, back into the swing of things in a tight <laughs> garbage game against uh, Eagles and Packers. By the way, that last two minutes, Jesus fucking Christ, that took forever. Like I was I was texting my friend who's a Seattle uh, so uh, long. Was so and long. I was like, yeah. why is this still going on for? Like, you can't win. Just kneel. There, there were so many games this past weekend. I was like, just end. Just end. I'm tired of watching you. Yeah, just end. Um, and that was one 100%. of them. Uh, but DK Metcalf, he wasn't done after getting ejected. Here's a video of him trying to get back onto the field. He's genius. Oh, Metcalf tried to enter the huddle. <laughs> you, you're out. Oh. No, no, no. You know, it's funny. Some guys might be able to kind of sneak in, right? Yeah. But it's like, you know, you're the tallest receiver. For that. You're um, it, it's like it's like being um, the, the pudgy kid getting caught going to get snacks in like kindergarten or something, right? Like, like you're the one who's going to get caught. You're the biggest dude on the playground. We see you. Is he getting suspended for this? So apparently no, he's right? not going to get. It's, it's, it's... No, it's because you can have plausible deniability because when they announced the penalty, they gave him uh, unsportsmanlike or ta- or whatever the call was, but they didn't actually announce you're ejected. So maybe they told him, maybe they didn't, maybe they told a coach. He actually claimed, I didn't hear it, and so I got on the field. Now, whether or not he's being truthful, it's hard for you to prove, right? Because they didn't actually say it out loud so, for everyone to know. 
So I'll say something about, about this. I, I, I absolutely admire DK Metcalf. I think that he is going to be an absolute star in the league. But, man, like he has such a hard time controlling his emotions during games. And I see it all the time. Like, and it, and it's, not, it's not just this situation. There's been so many situations where uh, opposing cornerbacks or safeties will pick on him knowing that, they're, that he's going to lose his shit. Yeah, like, like Lattimore. They, and, it, it's and... so... Yeah, oh, and especially with Lattimore, like he took himself out of that game emotionally and mentally because, and Lattimore is not the kind of guy, dude, that's going to let go. Like he's going to continuously mess with you all the time. So, and, and and also you saw with the thing with Shannon Sharp, like, dude, why are you responding to what what some guy on Fox is saying about you? Like Shannon Sharp's job is to talk shit about players and to come up with hot takes. That's his job, yeah. you know, like. There's no reason to. He's also young. He's young, super talented, and everything. And I just, I, he just really needs to figure that part out of out of his game. He's going to be amazing. I wasn't surprised he tried to get back into the game because uh, this is a guy who famously, uh, already having a threesome locked in, tried to yeah. get another girl on on AG and try to convince her for foursome. Yeah. So definitely, DK is a guy who will shoot his shot, right? He, he's definitely yes. going to shoot his yes. shot. I mean, in his defense. What are they going to say? No? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's not married or anything, so why not? <laughs> Go for it, yeah. you know? I, I Like, people are trying to heap shame on him for that, and I was like, nah, bro, do you. Do you. We'll be sex positive on you. Yeah. Um, the, the, other, the other thing, of course, that happened in this game uh, was that Pete Carroll had a moment, and I don't know if this is a, actually a, a video or a picture. I don't remember anymore, Eagle, but um, something fell out of uh, Pete Carroll's pocket when he looked to pull the flag, and it appears to be an out-of-date flip phone. He threw it at the feet of the referee. Uh, that's what we're seeing on the screen. As he's talking to the ref, he, he drops his flip phone. I have questions. I've heard it's a <laughs> digital hand warmer. So you put it, basically, you know, like the hot pack, the hot gel things? You can get one of those, you can warm them up ahead of time, charge them, and then you put it in your pockets and they keep you warm. Do you think this makes him sound younger or older <laughs> that he needs a digital um, hot pack? Hey, I think it makes it sound what? cold. You know what? I'm looking into it right <laughs> now. I'm looking into it right now, man, Seattle? and I am Maybe that's a trick. Maybe that's how you keep a job at you, seven years hey, old Because he was in Green Bay. They were playing in yeah. Green Bay, right? Now, hey, I'm not, I'm, not lying. I'm not lying. I'm actually, I'm actually looking at it online. I'm looking at it online on Amazon, and... They sell one that looks exactly like that thing that fell on the floor. Does it really? It really does with the white band around it and everything on Amazon. Two pack, 20 bucks. Baby, I'm buying it. There you go. So keep your hands warm. I had a, another theory on this in that uh, I think it was uh, – I forget who it was. Was it Arizona? It was one of the coaches, one of the new coaches um, that basically threw a challenge flag on a play that they didn't want to throw the challenge on ultimately. Mm. And so they tried to pick it up. But because he threw it, they had to go look at it. So this was Pete Carroll in his uh, seniority and experience of being a head coach throwing the challenge flag or announcing that you're going to challenge it to the referee next to you, but never actually throwing it. So they stop the game. They come talk to you. But because you never took out the flag, if your booth upstairs and your headset tells you never mind, you can pick it up and be like, well, I never actually threw the flag. You just stopped the yeah. game. Not my fault. There you go. There you go. So that's why that game took forever. Um <laughs> Another thing that happened this week is another <laughs> it terrible game. Forever. Uh, it ended in a tie. It was the Lions. The, uh, the Lions uh, Steelers game. Najee Harris was. I'll never get that time back that in my life. We can, okay, uh, we need to take an impromptu break because I can't hear my partner. We need to fix this. So let's take a quick break because the show is impossible sure, sure. without being able to hear each other. 
We're back. The technology's gotten fixed, and Duke has actually found the exact a hand warmer. So it wasn't a flip phone. I thought I thought uh, Carol had a secret lover for which she required a burner, but I was wrong. That actually <laughs> looks really good. Yeah. So all all he's doing is basically really putting good, money yeah. into Jeff Bezos's pocket. Now he is a Seattle guy, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, makes sense. It does. Do you th- uh, do you think it's his last season? By the way, I don't know. Remember, I said we got to move to the next topic because we're running out of time. Okay. Lucy <laughs> okay. Harris. Surprised that it was a tie. Um, and everyone, of course, referenced the Donovan McNabb thing. But you know what I realized? You know how old Najee Harris was when Donovan McNabb said what he said about ties in the NFL? Five years old. He was 10 years old. So this is why he doesn't remember it. Um, it does happen from time to time. Now, ties are, more, of course, more common than they were back in Donovan McNabb's time. But um, let's never forget that the way Donovan McNabb ended his comments about the tie rule saying, hey, I just didn't know it never happened to me in my life. Uh, but my God, ties in the NFL. What if this happens in the playoffs or even better, the Super Bowl? And everyone was like, um, it's wow. different rules in the playoffs out of it. Um, yeah, so yeah, that yeah. was my favorite part of that story. That That's the part that gets that often gets forgotten. Um, one of the things that Scottie Pippen won't let people forget is uh, he and Jordan don't see eye to eye. He's been going on the promo tour and just talking nonstop shit because he's got a book out. Um, let me give you three things he said. And uh, I want to get your reactions to it. So I'll, I'll go one at a time and I'll get your reactions as we go, okay? First one, the Bulls won in spite of Michael Jordan. What? Um, I never, I never, actually, sorry, I, guys, I don't want to sound dumb or anything, but I never understood the expression in spite. Oh, so I, uh, the, what are you trying? It means that <laughs> it's like a parlay. So, <laughs> no, I, it's like, it's like saying, yeah. it's like saying, um, so, Michael Jordan wasn't why they won. They won even though he was trying to hold he them back. He was holding them back, yeah. essentially, yeah. Yeah, well, no. I mean, that's, that, that, that's, that's craziness. It's, not, it's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. It, it, so, but so, it's a great thing to say if you want to sell a book, though. I, I guess. I, I can't. thing is, you can't watch those games... And say Michael Jordan held him back. Like, like you can say yeah, but, other guys are better. Like, I, I'm here to entertain all the arguments, but you cannot say that Michael Jordan did not make them better. Now they only won one less would game. Would you? Go ahead. Yes. Sorry. Would you? Would you buy the book if he did not say that? That's I'm not question. buying Scottie Pippen's book. I can't. It's too petty. I can't do it. It's not for me. It's so. It's so cringy. <laughs> um. The, Just to make up for the lack of uh, salary money he negotiated himself out of. Yeah. Well, yeah, on, yeah. I, and on the on the subject of money, he said just like when we were on the team, Jordan made ten million from the last dance. While none of the other uh, none of the other Bulls got paid for it. They didn't get paid for it. Yeah. Well, then why would you do an interview? Well, what so a terrible you, agent! You don't have to pay. Like so, in journalism, for example, it, it's common practice that you don't pay for interviews. Then don't show up. So that's it. Was his choice to not show up and work for free? <laughs> These morons. I, I don't. I don't feel. I. I, I also feel like. I, I feel like whoever is deciding not to get paid, they probably know, right? They probably ask yeah, you first, knew hey, on the am front I gonna end. get paid for this? Yeah. No, you won't. Yeah, and they're like, okay, I'll still do it because it's Jordan. The yeah. last, the last thing. I mean, he also, said. he's executive producer. Jordan was producer on his yeah. own show, right? So, of course, you're going to pay yourself and, for and, doing it. And not only that, like they're going to, um, they're not going to get that access to Michael Jordan without him getting paid Obviously. for it. That's just the way. 
He's always. But you would think the same thing. Scotty Pippen and uh, all the other people. Steve Kerr. Oh, I'm forgetting his name. <laughs> but Wainwright, uh, B.J. Armstrong. I don't know, man. Luke Longley. Dennis There's Rodman. Dennis Rodman. Okay. There's a lot of guys who play Grant, those teams. No, I'm going to take the, the main three characters essentially, okay. right? Like none of them took paychecks on this one. None of them, no. their agent said. Yeah, let's well, get a cut do- of this. Docu- documentarians largely don't pay for interviews. It, it's because it's considered like that you're swaying the story if you if you pay for it, basically. Then like, stop complaining like about ESPN, not getting paid. Like TMZ often gets stories before uh, ESPN, for example, right now because they pay for the source, whereas ESPN will never pay for a source. That's just sort of the w- what it is. Um, the other thing, the last thing he said was, and I want to get your your reaction on this, Duke, was. Um, Michael Jordan ruined basketball, and LeBron had to save it because he's the goat. I mean, that's just—I don't even understand what that means. How did he destroy basketball? He made basketball what it is today. I mean, if it wasn't for Jordan, most of us wouldn't even paid attention back then. Yeah, well, we're gonna Jordan watch saved Bird. the league from bankruptcy. <laughs> More than like, that doesn't like, make any sense. You can you can make the arguments about. Uh, about who's better, and I, I don't particularly care because to me, like, excellence is excellence. But you can't yeah. make the argument that Michael Jordan wasn't good for basketball when they would have been bankrupt without him. I take it back. I, I wouldn't buy this book. You're right. It's way <laughs> too petty. Like, I feel I feel like if it was a bit more balanced where I had a little bit of information that was gave me some insight into their seasons and their championships and gave me a little bit of dirt, I'd be happy. But, man, this sound, this sounds like an old fucking fart that just – wants to shit on Jordan and like how dare you yeah last week we were on the show actually we're talking about uh, you know getting both sides last week we were on the show uh, Dalvin Cook uh, Dalvin Cook's agent clearly got to Adam Schefter and they put yes, out a story yes 100% about uh, they put out a story about how Dalvin Cook was a victim they specifically was a victim um, of of domestic abuse and now both parties seem to be countersuing each other. And either way, the, the narrative was shaped that that he was the victim. So uh, when I see this, of course, would it make? I, I don't know if I'm the only one who's troubled by this, but I don't, like. I'm getting to a point where I, I stop. I I don't know if I consider ESPN even a journalistic resource anymore without double checking it because if the, we're going to get yeah, fed information directly from agents, then what hope do we have to get the truth? Oh, it's 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 basically just another echo chamber. I mean, after the Dalvin Cook thing came out, there are two things that surfaced. There was that bullshit story from uh, from Schefter, um, which he has since came out and apologized for, and also this video that came out, only completely one-sided, uh, showing a domestic dispute situation between Dalvin and his and his ex yeah. at the time. And it's this it's this video that kept circulating throughout Twitter without any context whatsoever. No one even knows that that had anything to do with the domestic abuse situation that they're talking about. You know, so I, I don't know. I, I completely agree with you. I, it was sickening to me that, you know, before both sides had their say on the whole situation, it just came out where it's like the first thing you saw when you looked up the whole situation was Dalvin Cook came out and said that, you know, that he's the victim here. Like, and that broke while we're on the show. Thing is complete. Yeah. That broke while we're on the show and we, we said it as it was reported. Be- well, Again, do I even say as it was reported? Because that wasn't reported. Oh, that I was, mean, that can, was we, can we give you, kudos to Dalvin you, Cook's PR team? Because that was fucking brilliant. Get ahead of the story. Yeah, give also, it out to the press. They run with it. Now everyone has a narrative. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with you in that sense. But what I'll say is I, I, there's a lot of Payday shame that I think that, that Schefter, there, There's a lot of shame that Schefter should be feeling today. And I don't think he will because at the end of the day, he just he, 
he's just out there to protect the NFL owners and, I mean, and their constituency. For his own money. And absolutely. And I mean, this is also the same guy that called Bruce Allen, Mr. Editor, yeah. um, and had him double check, you know, news articles that, to, that were specifically geared towards talking about union uh, negotiations. So um, I, I just think I don't even I don't even know who trusts that in the Schefter anymore. Uh, clearly, people that are fans of the Vikings or fans of Dalvin Cook. I mean, they they love the fact that uh, you know that that he's leaking this information. But no, I, I agree with you, Pete. There's there's no journalism there anymore. Um, it's frustrating. You know, it's, it's frustrating because we've always really considered ESPN. It's we always considered ESPN a place where we get sports news, but like at this point, it's it's more ESP. ESP. <laughs> Just TMZ has better news sometimes. The, well, the, they I broke mean, the right. Even news. though they pay for their sources, <laughs> to a degree, yeah, to a degree, they follow up and yep. um, they correct errors when they're wrong. Like you got like they don't do it properly either. But at least there's some shame involved. It seems. Uh, but we'll it, it was, I'm sorry. I know. I know you want to. I sorry. I know you want to move on, but because I know that I heard you guys talk about it last week. But just one last thing. I just think it's so detrimental and so harmful to the to uh, to, to the lady who is dealing with this right now when this yeah. when this story breaks up because it completely it completely steers it it, it completely steers the story into the, into a different direction, and every fact that comes out after it's almost secondary. It's almost like well. You know, oh, of course, she's coming out with this now, you know, like not understanding that that story broke before him coming out saying that he was a victim. So, yeah, so it's, I just it's, think it's completely shameful. Absolutely. It's, it's really frustrating. And, and like I said, I don't know if we can continue to trust that. Um, we'll, we'll get, well, the thing is, we don't know what happened. We, she might be, he might have been the victim. She might be terrible. It might be the opposite. We don't know. We'll have to see that as it continues, of course. Uh, we will uh, continue to give our thoughts on it as it happens. Let's get to rapid fire because we are running late. Uh, rapid yeah. fire is brought to you by hotstreak.gg, the world's quickest daily fantasy sports game. Duke, I'd leave it to you to explain how it works, but you have no idea. Um, depending on yeah. the sport, whether it's going to be basketball, NFL, what used to be baseball, you pick a few players, you try and anticipate what's going to happen on the next player in the next period of time. If you're right, you get paid out. If you get a streak, you're on a hot streak get it and you can make a bunch of money if you go ahead and register and use the code hot sauce they will match your deposit and use that for betting and hopefully you turn into a multimillionaire like terry and don't show up for our shows anymore <laughs> take a quick trip to the mecca there you go um but if if look i i enjoy it if you're like me and you like having multiple screens where you have a game on your laptop uh a basketball game on my laptop like last night was monday night football um on on my main screen basketball on my laptop able to put in basketball bets at the same time as my fantasy bets in football it's a great way to keep the action going it's fun it's easy um everything happens 180 seconds at a time so even if you have duke's attention span you can play hot streak fantasy Good. all right let's get we'll to get story number one here well that aged poorly uh, earlier in the uh, minor league game, the Altica Comet tweeted, Yo, at Cocofield, you here? Everyone keeps saying you're here, but we haven't noticed you. And then a little bit after that tweet, he does this. Stay together! On disait que ce match-ci était spécial pour lui après ce qui s'est passé le week-end dernier. Et attention, non seulement il n'y avait pas d'angle, il était derrière le but. Et Daz trichait un petit peu vers sa droite. Derrière le but à sa gauche, Caulfield a fait deux header. So for those of you who are on audio, Cole Caulfield scores on the back of the goaltender. From behind the, the, from the goal behind line. The net. Yeah, from behind the goal line. That's my boy, man. That's my boy representing my hometown, Laval. 
God bless the Rockets. It's the best thing going on in Laval. Um, and he is going to be sainted in this city. He's got a key to the city anytime he wants. How long before you erect a statue in your front yard? It's erected. It's erected right now. No, no, nice. statue, not penis. Oh, <laughs> I, I was also thinking penis. I, I asked statue, but I was thinking penis. Um, the the uh, the one thing I will say is, man, of all the people to talk trash about on the other team, maybe not the guy who was scoring goals in the Stanley Cup final last year. Yeah, uh, maybe that's so not crazy. the guy. <laughs> it's so right. crazy. Next story for today, we have a Killer Swerve. A TikTok was uploaded recently with a young woman who had encountered O.J. Simpson. Um, and let's just say if he was as good as picking up women as he was with murders, this clip wouldn't have happened. Let's take a look. If it ever played. Okay, I haven't seen this yet. I know you guys shared I haven't seen it yet. I can't it's, wait. Make you very I've been waiting for this. Uncomfortable. World Star is the worst when it comes to this. I know. Stuff. I couldn't find it on Twitter, unfortunately. Yeah, we're, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's 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 so bad, it's so bad. It's full of yeah, like pop ups and everything. So I'll. They used to have it. a great app. I'll recap it for those listening and for Duke who hasn't seen it. Uh, a young lady sees OJ. Yeah, go on. Just get it off TikTok. Just get it off um, TikTok. Yeah, so a young fast. a young lady a young lady sees OJ at a bar and says, um, "Hey, come over and do a TikTok," and. Um, he, uh, she's like, hey, check it out, check who it is, and it's O.J. Simpson. And then he looks over at her, and he look, and she looks over at him, and he moves in for the kiss, and she like completely denies him and makes like a face to the camera. And my Oof. God, it does it look uh, terrible and uncomfortable. So I've explained it for the listening what? audience. Uh, did you why, get the video the, for uh, the visual uh, yeah, audience? Yeah, I can do it. I can do it here. Hold on. Let's get uh, you. I, I, I still to this day I will not understand the O.J. Simpson craze. Dude should be in jail right now. Oof. Oh my god. That That's so look. bad. That is a bad look. <laughs> I'll send it. I'll, Mo Khan is off camera and he's like, I missed it. I missed it. I'll send it to you, Mo. <laughs> it's the best. That's it's, so bad. So bad. At times, even OJ outdoes himself at being gross, and that was one of them. Um, That's the grossest yeah, thing I've ever seen. Denied. Completely denied. Yikes. And like at this point, like you gotta know when stuff happens, when people have their phones in your face, maybe don't act like it's a private moment. Man. All right, next. That was Keen an epic swerve. Joe Rogan made a somewhat bizarre claim on his show this week. Uh, quote, I could suck my own dick if I wanted to. I'm super flexible. I've never done it, but I put it around my faith just to know I could. Oh, he has. Oh, he has. You don't say that. You don't say that you can do it and not like he has faith because he's done it. There's no other way. So if we I tried, know, we would I don't know definitely where he pull found the time. I don't know where he found the time because between being Aaron Rodgers' personal medical advisor and having a really popular podcast, how how did he have the time to try this? Well, he sounds like someone that sucks his own dick a lot. So, <laughs> I mean, so like that's the other thing. Did I he meant it metaphorically? Or? Oh, yeah, like because um, is he just being critical of his own show? Is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Duke, what's something you claim to be able to do but you've never actually done? Uh, fly kites. I think I'd be good at it, uh, but I also never tried. <laughs> I... Again, you metaphorically or literally? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, to be honest, I never knew the difference between both words. So, perfect. Yes, perfect. to both. 
metaphorically means uh, whether or not you'll order a pizza in the next 24 hours? I can. There so is go. that a metaphor? Yeah, that's a metaphor. <laughs> so, uh, okay. yo, you have 24 hours to metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> All right. A different sort of main. Lions replacement kicker Ryan Santos went viral for two reasons. One was the completely uh, botched kick that could I have given Detroit for... their first win of the season. And the second I one so is bad. him rocking this really weird soprano stash during the game and everything. Like this is a this That's is a, a stash. stash man. I, I saw his I think his face is culturally insensitive to Italians. I, <laughs> I, was I, gonna I say feel, Mexicans. I feel like he's, you know, Trying to do the Super Mario thing, or as Eagle put Yo, out, did you guys Tony Soprano as extra? You, so you guys saw the kick, right? I, you guys saw the kick. So when he was lining up the kick, we all knew he was going to miss, right? I've never seen a pro kicker look nervous before a kick, but he looked. Nervous yeah, he looked so nervous. Yeah, he looked like I was watching it, and I was like, "This guy is going to shank it," and he shanked it. It was he bad weather. Like... Too when much take, pressure. When they take people from the crowd to attempt a half-court shot, and it always ends terribly, that's what that looked like. It looked like uh, yeah. just, they pulled someone from the crowd to try and kick the field goal to win the game. It was pretty rough. It's a bad mustache to miss a, to miss a field goal yeah, with. If, if you have that mustache, you can't ever miss, right? You can't miss. That's a, can't the miss. Lions, were you really saving that much by getting rid of Matt Prater, only like one of the greatest kickers of all time? I, I don't get it. Do you think, uh, do you think they're going to win this season? Yeah, they got to. I thought that was the one. Like they lost, they lost to a, they lost to. Well, they didn't lose, but they tied to Mason Rudolph. So I don't Eagle know if they any other chance they have to win. Eagle, introduce the next topic, and while we do that, get the get the uh, the uh, remaining schedule for the Lions. Yeah, I will. While we're answering, uh, hungry, hungry Henry. ESPN has reported that Fenway Sports Incorporated have reported that they are closing in. Wow, what a sentence piece. Uh, ESPN has reported that Fenway Sports Incorporated are closing in on a deal that would allow them to purchase the Pittsburgh Penguins and add them to their ownership group. So kind of like the Maple Leaf Sports Entertainment Group, but the Boston version of it. Thoughts? I mean, I, I don't really have any thoughts because I honestly don't know what it would change. I don't know what, what would change with the whole ownership or you know, if, if they're going to make better sound decisions. I mean, they've been a pretty great franchise one of the best franchises in the NHL so in the past like decade. So I don't know. Is it good or bad? I mean, I guess it's good. Uh, the Fenway group's always been really good at running at running uh, you know, franchises. So I'd I don't know. What do you guys I'd think? I'd say I'd say the Fenway group is average at running uh, teams. <laughs> Mokad's getting angry with your answer, Duke, because he's a Liverpool fan and they own Liverpool, of course. The way they've run Oh, I had no idea. I had no idea. I didn't know. The way the way they've the way they've been run in leagues with no real salary cap is they kind of don't have quite enough money to operate the way they want to. So they before they spend money, they sort of clear house. For example, they got rid of Mookie bets because they literally couldn't guarantee the money in escrow. Um and Mokan's upset because they're kind of in an in-between state with Liverpool uh, at the moment. Yeah, they have to, in Mo's own words, they got to sell to buy. But in a league with a salary cap, I think um, they're, t- they're a group of people who put intelligent people in place, uh, as we've seen with the Red Sox for years and years, and as, as we've seen in Liverpool as well. Uh, but I think that they'll, they'll save themselves so, from and, themselves by having a salary cap. And, and they're, said, they're essentially buying the, the, they're buying the team off of the Lemieux group, from what I'm yeah. seeing here. But they're adding another big name so, as, as LeBron James might be involved. 
uh, with that uh, with that purchase as well. That's cool. I, I mean, look, I, I honestly don't know as much about you guys about ownership groups and, and all this there. So I'll I'll definitely trust you on that. And I do or agree with you that that situation. Yeah. And I do, and I do agree with you that, and I do. Let me finish what I'm saying. Go ahead. I do agree with you that the um, that the Mookie bet situation was absolutely ridiculous. Like, yeah. I mean, I, that has to be one of the worst decisions a, a a team or a franchise with that kind of value has ever made. So, um, anyway, I'm open for the best. Um, I still love the Penguins no matter what, and uh, I mean, it's sad, sad to see that the Lemmy Group won't have a controlling stake over the team. But I mean, maybe these things happen for a reason. Perhaps they just they just don't have the money or the uh, uh, you know to, you know to continue to run things. Speaking of which, uh, and ownership groups, a Pro Football Talk is reporting that the sale of the Green Bay stock isn't actually stock if you look at the fine print, and that anyone who buys any of the shares can be fined up to five hundred thousand dollars for criticizing the team or the league if you now own that stock. Stock, quote, quote unquote. So you, you can actually to, do that. You need to, you need you to can suck actually, Goodell's actually, uh... dick because he can't do it himself like Joe Rogan can. That does. That doesn't sound legal at all. I mean, you can a free drop whatever terms you want, to... right? Conduct detrimental <laughs> right. to the league. <laughs> uh, Detroit schedule. They have it's, Cleveland, yeah, anyway. Chicago, yeah. Minnesota, Denver, no. Arizona, no. Atlanta, no. Seattle, okay. and no. Green Bay. No. Maybe they have two, three wins yeah, potential like a- in there. Atlanta's pretty trash. Atlanta, they Chicago, don't. and maybe a Minnesota? Yeah, Minnesota's weird. Sometimes they suck. You can you can no, hit Denver I, on a I, bad I, week. Yeah, you guys you guys forget that. First of all, Jared Goff might might not even play this week because he's injured. That's okay. I don't um, think Jared and, Goff and, is a good who's, player. I agree. But also, who's his backup? Right. I don't even it doesn't think it matter. matters. He's o fifteen and one without Sean McVay in his ear. Yeah. <laughs> That's a real um, stat. <laughs> That's pretty bad. Uh, John Wol- John Wolford is his back. No, that's with the Rams. That's with the Rams. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know who's back. Could be anyone. It'll probably be better. Yeah, I'm good with that. I'm good with whoever it is. Bring back John Kitna. Oh, and uh, our last story here: a cult of personality disorder. Brass against singer Sophia Arista has had a police report filed against her in Daytona, Florida, after she urinated on a fan during a show. Viewer discretion is advised because this is fucking gross. Oh, fuck, that's a lot of piss, man. That's a lot of piss. I, I, I thought the steam was coming from, uh, these things. So... I had I to watch this stop. like three, four times just to try and see how did they stage or prop that. I'm like, where's the bottle? Where's the hose? Where's the anything? And I still can't find it. So if that was real, that's fucking yeah, gross. That's why you watched it three or four that's times. The, yes. um, that, that's, that's the worst cover of Bulls on Parade I've ever heard in my life, by the way. They do a thing um, where they, co- they cover hard rock and metal protest songs with brass instruments is their thing. Disgusting. That's um, interactive. Oh, by the way. By, by the way, uh, the two backups for Jared, for Jared Goff, David Blau and Tim Boyle. <laughs> yeah, give me David Blau. Blau me. Blau how, do me have, how do you not have a contingency plan 
for 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 Tim, for Jared Goff. Because you paid thirty million dollars. Ridiculous. Oh uh, yeah. So is I, that I what you're paying? Yeah, because the the reader the the Rams contract. Um, but yeah. So when I saw that clip, I, I was like twenty five million like, actually. I think per year. No, thirty three and a half. I'm sorry, my bad. Uh, we'll reset the year. What? I'll reset the commentary on the clip because we're no longer on that part of the show. No uh, one, no one, no one cares about this girl pissing on someone's face. It's just we need to move on from that. The police do. Yeah, the police do mainly. <laughs> the person who got pissed yeah. on maybe, and the woman who shot the video who seemed particularly excited about it. They, that she seems so strange. Well. She seems is that a, is well. that actually an offense? Is she going to get arrested? You think? Nah. I don't. Well, I mean, public indecency, but I mean, like musical artists through the times have always been arrested for public uh, indecency. Um, it's just not as common in twenty first century, for sure. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Piss on someone as a form of entertainment. It's not really my. Uh, it's not really my cup of tea, per se. We'll find out, Mel Bay. I can't even figure out. I can't even figure out where David Blaw went to college. By the way. The Boilermaker, so he's from Purdue. He's Purdue. from Purdue. Yeah. Nice. So he's really good at ruining another team's chances to win a championship. Is, is <laughs> all he's is all David Law is good for. Um, Duke, thanks for filling in for Terry, man. It was yeah, great. man, it was fun, guys. Thanks for having me on. Sorry, sorry for um, the connectivity issues. Uh, I had trouble judging sometimes when you're uh, speaking because of the, uh, the connectivity. Um, Eagle, thanks for everything. I blame the Skype. Today. Uh, for those who have subscribed, thank you for for that. Uh, for those who have not yet done it, uh, please do like, do subscribe, follow us, do all of the things required to keep us on the air because we're having a good time. And uh, the only way we continue to do the show for free is through advertising. Who get happy when we get subscribers? So please continue to do that. Um, and thanks to those of you who have. But most importantly, thank you all for letting me be myself. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports.